Welcome to the Voice of V podcast, where I talk about things that matter to me, might matter to you, and in the end, just might foster an understanding of perspectives, realities, and what makes us who we are. We live in love in a great, big, diverse society of people. And until we start to talk, to listen, and think, we're not going to make progress. Sometimes heavy, sometimes not. But always from a place of good with an intent to do no harm. That being said, I make mistakes. So feel free to reach out and let's talk about it. I am V, so let's get to it. Welcome to episode three of the Voice of V podcast. This is Serious Sunday, and I'm sure you saw from the title, uh, Guns, Race, and the Narrative. Uh, This is not going to be three separate topics. This is going to be all three of those rolled into one. Um, And I'm going to get right to it. And this topic is the only one I'm going to discuss today because it's really heavy and it's weighing on me quite a bit, and it deserves um, attention with no distraction of anything else. Um, I would like to discuss the shooting in Newport News, Virginia, that took place on Friday, and ask some questions as to why the media have been so different, uh, what each of us is thinking, and how that entire process unfolds. And what what brings me to uh, really addressing this topic um, was running across a particular creator's presentation of her opinion and her view as to how this was handled and some questions I think we all need to really ask ourselves and ask of our society, ask of our media. Um, And I want to delve into this and I want to first give that creator some credit, but first let me preface this by saying that I have read or seen no news today, Sunday, and I am recording this Sunday afternoon. So whatever has unfolded this morning, I I am not aware of that. And I want to address this from the standpoint of where we were as of Saturday. Uh, That creator's name is Anita Derwan. I hope I am pronouncing her name correctly. I did ask for pronunciation. I will place her name in the credits, and she deserves the credit for me even making this podcast because some of the things that she said in this video, and I don't know her, I've never seen her before, um, but I, I, I could not get what she said out of my head. And it, I've just been running through all sorts of things about myself and the things that she talked about over and over So I'm going to delve in and I am going to go completely off script for the rest of the podcast for two reasons. One, I want this discussion to be as much of an exposure of myself as well as anyone else. And the second reason is there are too many scripts when it comes to this topic and 
I think that's part of the problem. So, here we go. Um, Mrs. Derwin, Ms. Derwin brought up the fact that this is definitely a unique shooting. This is a very young child. And I, I think that we can all appreciate that, you know, it, it's a new, it's a new scenario that I don't think any of us could ever imagine. And she brings up the fact that, and, I, and I'm going to surmise some of this in my opinion as well, that one of the first things that I noticed when it was reported in the news was it was very brief and it was very, how shall I put this, I think it was handled with white gloves, so to speak. We're not going to say too much. We're going to say just enough. And when I first read an article, and I, and I read it in a couple of different places, and they all sounded the same, and I'm not going to call any particular um, news agency out by name. Three or four of them is enough, and it was just very easy to see that everybody was dancing around some issues. Now, like I said, as of today, I don't know what's happened today, but as of yesterday, there have been no names released as to the identity of the child based on the age, nor the parents. Um, and it may be out there on the internet, I do not know. Um, but the news stories basically within a couple of paragraphs, you know, quoted the police as saying, you know, we're not going to release the name of the child because of the age. And, of course, then they're not going to release the name of the parents. And I remember thinking, well, that's, I understand that about the six-year-old child. But what, what struck me as well was that, well, we really aren't saying very much, but I wonder what's being thought. I wonder what people are thinking. I know what my first thought was. Um, and, you, and you might ask yourself, when you heard about this story, what was your immediate thought? What was the first thing you thought of? And be honest with yourself. Okay? What was the second thing you thought of? Ask yourself and be honest. Because what this creator said was the narrative it seems, with these types of situations, is dictated by the race of the perpetrator. And that really hit me because I could carry that across a number of situations where I believe this to be the case myself. Um, take rioting, for example. Um, people with white skin riot, and they're exercising their freedoms. Even if you want to take the word riot out of it and say protest, what's the difference in the narrative when 
reporting on a protest, when the bulk of those protesting has a particular skin color. It's very obvious to me most of the time that, well, all of the time, we dance around using the words domestic terrorism. We don't label certain groups domestic terrorists. And let's face it, most of those groups are primarily white. Now place those same activities into groups of color and suddenly they're terrorists. They aren't exercising their freedoms. And this goes back decades. Decades. Now, it's the same thing when it comes to shooters. It seems like the media doesn't want to say anything until they find out the answer to one of those two questions you asked yourself. And you have to be honest with yourself, like I said, as I was. And, and I'm going to be honest on this podcast, and I am going to say what my first two thoughts were. Ashamed of them as I am, I am still going to admit it because I want for everyone to really take a look at themselves. I plan to do that because I have work to do, clearly. My first thought when I heard about this shooting was, where were the parents? How did, they, how did, how did the parents allow this to happen? I first looked to the parents. That was my first thought. My second thought, though fleeting, was I wonder what race this child was. And not necessarily for the reasons that you might be thinking. And I can honestly tell you it makes no difference to me but the fact that the thought even crossed my mind proves that I have work to do because it shouldn't matter. It doesn't make a difference. We're dealing with a six-year-old child, a baby, wielding a gun purposefully to kill someone. And... I am upset with myself for even having that thought, and I am upset with our society that it it feels as though it, it it's just become that's how we're programmed. That's what we're supposed to think because that is how the narrative leads us. When in fact what we should be talking about first and foremost, is what drives a six-year-old child to commit such a heinous act, along with how did this child 
get their hands on a weapon, carry that weapon to school. How did this happen? What we should be concerned about is what's going on with our young people. And what are we missing? I think that worrying about the race is completely irrelevant, and we have got to get that out of our line of thinking, mine included, I will admit. And the moment that I thought it, I, I just, I was so ashamed of myself. It was, it was heart-wrenching because I know it doesn't matter. Because one of the things that I see with young people is a terrible crisis of mental health. And it's striking young people younger and younger. But what we also need to do with, with looking inward to ourselves is we have got to demand more of ourselves as a society and question and demand that the narrative stop being driven by the race of a perpetrator for any crime because it's completely irrelevant and I think that we have a lot of introspection to do and address everything that is within each of us when it comes to racism. And we have to understand that as, as well-intended or as well-informed, as well-educated, as good of a person as we think we are, we still have a lot of work to do. And when I, when I thought about what she was saying about the narrative, it was a really short statement that was extremely powerful because it's absolutely on point. And I want to work on that with myself and anyone that's listening. If you can admit the first two things that you thought of out loud, then there's hope for you. And maybe there's hope for all of us. And we've got to be willing to speak outward on the topic of racism, especially white people like myself. Because sitting in my living room, 
and getting PO'd at myself for even so much as thinking that thought isn't good enough and it's not going to accomplish anything. We've got to face ourselves. We've got to face our society, our friends, our family, strangers around us, everyone. And we've got to do better. We've got a systemic problem in this country when it comes to indigenous people, black people, and other people of color. And I want to open this discussion with anyone who's willing to reach out. The information is in the show notes. And let's start the discussion. Let's talk about it. You should be ashamed if you had those thoughts that I did. And we must do better. But we really need to question how things are being reported to us and this dancing around issues here. It's like the media is afraid to say anything because, oh no, what if they take one particular path of the narrative and then it doesn't fit when the race of the perpetrator is revealed? Oh no, then what do we do? The media has time and time again shown that this is definitely true. And the more I look back on uh, stories, you know, recent history, past history, whatever, it's a definite, it's a definite, uh, she's hit the nail on the head. And I, I also want to say that I, I reached out and asked permission to credit her and that I would be talking about this on the podcast. And if she's listening, um, I want to thank her for allowing me to do this. And most of all, I want to thank her for helping me really think hard about this and, you know, start to crack open places that are within myself that still need a lot of work. Even as good of a person as you think you are, I can guarantee you that you need work. Because there's been so much within us that has been ingrained that we don't even realize it until something cracks us on the top of the head and makes you think, Oops, I slipped. And step one is really being honest with yourself. So think about those two questions. And um, 
I want to come back to this topic in a future episode. I'm sure there's going to be more to this story, uh, but I want to, I want to open these doors, as I said in season one, to the topic of racism in this country. And it's a very difficult thing to talk about, but if we don't talk about it, and if we don't start bearing all, we 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 might as well give up because we're never going to get anywhere. And um, that's what I wanted to talk about today. And ask yourself the questions. Think about what I've said. Think about the narrative. And please reach out. Let me know what your thoughts are. And um, let's get back to this. Let's discuss it again on another serious Sunday. Uh, Maybe next Sunday or maybe the Sunday after that. Um, I've got some reading to do and some work on myself because it's been very eye-opening. I'm going to close with, I hope that this child gets the help that he needs. And obviously, I'm very concerned for the teacher. Credit to her for keeping the other children in the class safe. I'm pulling for you. I hope you get through this. Um, I hope she's improving. And uh, parents, talk to your children. Please sit down with them and help them understand that violence isn't the answer. It's just not. And that there's no game reset when it comes to guns. They kill, and killing is permanent. Please use this opportunity to open the floor to discuss what your young people are feeling about this topic. Don't gloss over it. Don't hide it from them. Because if we've got six-year-olds carrying guns to school with this type of motive in mind, your kids have thought about it. Your kids are aware of it. They're around it. We we can no longer think that our babies are innocent anymore. They're not. And for God's sakes, get a gun safe. Lock your guns down. Please. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me be honest. Um, I appreciate it. As always, um, I'll put some information in the show notes. And thank you, Ms. Anita, for allowing me to be inspired, um, open up another section of my mind to progress and healing and moving forward. But I'm going to close for today. Thank you for listening. Peace.